I'm your host, Bianca Lynn, and welcome to What's Mine is Mine, a podcast about navigating our careers as people of color. We've invested a lot into our careers and have been blessed with the stories to share that will help and impact the next minority professionals behind us. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. She's a creator and entrepreneur by day and a professional DJ and producer by night. With interests across the music, fashion, tech, and beauty spaces, she's amassed a large audience of tastemakers and loyal fans. She's collaborated with brands like Nike, Patron, Nissan, and Apple, and she's worked alongside some of your favorite artists and the biggest Fortune 500 companies. Her name is her name, and she is Brittany Skye. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. That was a hell of an intro. Yes, I think it's amazing and I'm so thankful for you to do this interview with me, this conversation, and it's all about you. So I want to sweat everyone that's on here because I don't think that we as peers talk about just how great we're doing, like just showering each other. I think we wait until it's Billboard's best DJ of the year and then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, Britney's worked so hard, but like I see you in between Aww. and before you get to that, so... If I'm doing too much, let me know. No, but no, no, that's, that means, that's part of that it. means a lot, especially being that you kind of helped me along my journey, like especially with the hosting stuff. But mm -hmm. we can get into that. Mm -hmm. more. I'm going to let you do the honors. OK, OK. Of navigating this interview. OK, so I'm going to start in the beginning. Brittany and I are around the same age. I remember seeing you grow on social media and then seeing you in the Poetic Justice music video. That was just like crazy on so many different levels because of the proximity of oh I'm on the internet and I've seen this girl I've also seen her outside and then like music videos I really loved music videos at the time like I always wanted to be in a music video <laughs> so then it was also like dang this is someone who's nearby and she's in a music video like I'm about to be in a music video oh, too like it was so cool so how did you get from starting with social media and to where you are now so I'm just going to keep it so real. I just was authentically being myself, having fun on the internet. You remember that Tumblr mm -hmm, phase, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, everyone's uploading to Tumblr and not you telling how old we actually are. Because <laughs> I'm like, there was MySpace before that and I kind of had like a little buzz there too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just like taking photos of things that I genuinely like and sharing it with the world and not really paying attention to who was listening. There was some times where I felt like I was lost. And I feel like even throughout my journey now, I'll have those moments. Mm -hmm. But coming up, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So long story short, I went to St. John's. I did undergrad and grad there. And for the longest time, I wanted to be a lawyer. My wow. mom was like, you need to figure out what it is you're going to do because you're going to school. Like, you're going to continue your education. So I didn't really have a choice. But in my junior year, I switched my major from legal studies to mass communications because I took all those LSAT courses. I was like, this is not my thing. Mm -hmm. Shout out to all the lawyers out there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do something else. I don't know what it is, but I want to do something that's creative. Since I had to continue my education, I went to grad school at St. John's. I majored in international communications. And yeah, that was it. For a while, I was kind of like, OK, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do next because it's like it was very general in a way, but it did help me because when I was at St. John's, I was a Red Bull girl. Okay. So I learned so much being at that job. I thought my life goal was to work under the CEO of Red Bull. Like, Really? <laughs> I gave so much of my life to Red Bull, yeah. Like there were some Red Bull girls that were at my school, so they kind of recruited me. And I'm like, oh, this job is fun. Mm -hmm. And like I became a leader there. And yeah, my goal was to work my way into the office and I did that. 
I was assisting the sports marketing manager of the East Business Unit, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be in culture. I knew that was like my end goal. I'm like, I want to be in culture marketing. That's what I want to do. So I kind of went through all the divisions there, mm -hmm. and I finally got to culture marketing. And that's when I got to experience like putting together decks, and I was fulfilling riders, and we did a three style with like Redman, and like I was starting to get that experience that I really wanted. Then I got laid off, mm. and then I was really lost. And I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? Because I got laid off right around the time I was graduating grad school. Yeah, so the timing not was the, yeah. I'm like, not only am I gonna have all this debt, but now I ain't got a place to work. So mm -hmm. I figured it out. I kind of like. I don't want to say freelanced, but freelanced somewhat and then worked for my friends that were in these high positions mm -hmm. in music in a way, giving them free advice and just telling them what was going on in the streets. Because yeah. I, was, I was an outside kid once I graduated. I was very sheltered growing up. And in school, my mom did not play. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like I got kind of a late start. I was a late bloomer, just mm -hmm. like with everything. And then to speak to the whole Kendrick Lamar thing, like Kendrick came to St. John's. And when I was there, I was a part of the student organization, Haraya. Okay. And I went back as an alumni when he performed. And that's where we met. And okay. him and his team were really, really nice. Everyone was really, really nice. And we just kind of like built a relationship, like me and the TDE team. Mm -hmm. So whenever they'd come to town, they'd be like, hey, like we got SOBs tonight. This mm -hmm. is what Kendrick was like. Yeah, SOBs. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know. They were just really nice, respectful guys that like, didn't want anything mm -hmm. but like good people to connect with when they came when they to were New in York. Town. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it basically came about they were shooting this video, they needed extras, and here I come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I went to the set and it was kind of like, Do you want to be the lead yeah. girl? That was like a top dog call. Shout out to Top Dog, um, who still is a mentor in a way. That's like, awesome. Yeah. I would give him a lot of credit. I feel like most people know him to be like this tough guy that started. Mm -hmm. Definitely a tough guy. Definitely a guy that gave us all these incredible artists, but like someone that like definitely pays it forward behind the scenes. So mm -hmm. yeah, from there, I worked at Yelp. Really? <laughs> yeah, I worked at Yelp. That job, I was at that job for less than a month because the video took off and I didn't know it was gonna. And then like, I was like, okay, like I'm getting some opportunity here mm -hmm. and there. And they were like, you just started this job. You can't be calling in sick all the time. Yeah. Like, we don't care what you have going on outside of here. So and then things kind of went from there. I started working at Hot 97. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Ebro. Mm -hmm. I feel like he saw my potential and saw what I had and saw how, like, I want to say tastemakers gravitated toward me. And I was an outside kid. Like, I was, you know, mm -hmm. I was a cool kid. I want to say at the time I was yeah. a cool kid. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, like, I see where you're going. I also want to keep you out of trouble. Mm -hmm. And... That's how I started working at Hot 97. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I really love to hear that, too, because I think especially now with social media, a lot of people are trying to, like, go viral to be noticed. And sometimes that helps. But just being in the room with someone and being authentic, like, people will still see you and you can still get an opportunity. You don't have to be, like, the loudest or, you know, all of those things. Sometimes people just help you because they see something in you. And I go back and forth in my own head now because I feel like there are so many people that are like very out there with their relationships. And I know people in these high positions are like, no cameras mm -hmm. or like, don't mm -hmm. do too much, you know? So like I've gone back and forth and I'm not trying to like exploit them yeah. in that way or make yeah. them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's like a back and forth thing with social mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I never looked at it that way now that we're talking 
speaking to that now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I yeah. went to 197, helping with social media stuff, also helping program some of the shows. We started early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I will say that that taught me responsibility, waking up early, picking yeah. and choosing when I'm going to go out. Like, because I'd like to go out. Like, I'm like, I finished mm-hmm. grad school. I'm outside. Yeah. Like, I did what my mom yeah. wanted me to do, whatever. But the show started at 6 a.m. And I lived in Queens. So if I wanted to look the part, I'd have to wake up at 3 a.m. Wow. Yeah. A lot of wow. days I looked like shit. Okay. Wow. <laughs> like, like, what? Ooh. So Rosenberg and Laura Styles are on the show, too. And Rosenberg would be like, man... If only, like, the real world could see what you look like. You look like a homeless person when you come to the show online. Completely different person. So I learned a lot there. Is that when you were realizing, like, oh, I can DJ or, like, you know, I'm in this music world or? It's really funny. Um, When I was younger, I used to tell my mom, like, I want to be a producer or DJ. And she used to be like, huh, like, you're not. But I did learn a lot there. And I'm like, I know that I have some sort of ear for music Mm -hmm. and what's next. And working with those guys and seeing how long they've been in it and how passionate they are about it. Like, I feel like I had a similar passion. They kind of put the battery in my back to DJ. I want to say it was some of them and D-Nice. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool to know. Yeah. I really love this show because it's really great to to hear everyone's story and just kind of see because you don't, you really just don't know. It's just so fascinating. Yeah. I feel like my story is all over the place because as many times as you tell it, mm-hmm. you always speak to things that you haven't said in another interview or mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that really happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, like I have so much gratitude for those people like Rosenberg would let me dog sit sometimes Mm -hmm. and he would go out and do his thing because he had DJ equipment I didn't have DJ equipment at the time Mm -hmm. so learning from him cast one like a lot of those guys were like you have what it takes and take it serious so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I got started and I like I said I've I've had some amazing teachers throughout my journey like Ernst shout out to Ernst Fragile, like these are people from where I'm from in Queens mm-hmm. that like have been doing it way longer than me that really took the time out of their busy schedules or their leisure time to like teach me something new, like mm-hmm. a new trade. We'd stay up to like 4 a.m. sometimes. Like, wow, this is when I was on 1200s and I was like, I want to learn how to scratch because I felt like I had so much to prove. To mm-hmm. the yeah, wait, before we get into that. I want to ask about your family support at this time because you did what they asked you to do, but you still are in such a non-traditional field. Yeah, field. So I'm sure your mom and your family saw like, wow, okay, she really wants to do this. Were they supportive or were they hesitant because all of this was still kind of happening in the moment? So I want to say, I feel like my mom, I should probably ask her this, but I feel like She was just so glad that I have those degrees to fall Mm -hmm. back on. Like, that's all she really wanted. Okay. I'm sure she envisioned me working, like, full-time corporate. And sometimes I think about it. I'm like, man, should I go back to school Mm -hmm. and, like, study law? Because I still have interest in it, you Mm -hmm. know? But I feel like when I got my first brand deal, that's when she was like, for how much? You know? (laughs) Okay. And that was, like, that wasn't even on the, like, on the DJ. Mm -hmm. Like, that was just... I guess it kind of like helped me get it in a mm-hmm, way. But mm-hmm. yeah, my first campaign, she was like, wow, like you're getting paid this to. Yeah, to do. Yeah. To be yourself. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. yeah. 
So. Uh, a dream, a dream. Okay, so back to the DJing because I do want to talk about how you went from really growing that skill and that passion in music, but then you're also known for beauty and fashion and all these other things. So how do you balance all of or when do you know is the right choice to like switch those lanes? The highway of Britney is like a L.A. highway, you know, it's like a seven <laughs> lane highway that you are simultaneously like. Sometimes I think it's good and sometimes I think it's bad. By the way, since we're going back to DJing, I got to give a shout out to DJ Enough too. Like literally mm -hmm. I've had some amazing people help me throughout my journey. And if I'm forgetting anyone and they're listening or it comes across their ears, I'm sorry. But yes, navigating all of these different verticals, like I said, I just did what felt genuine and authentic to me. Like YouTube at one point, I was like, oh my gosh, I love doing my makeup on camera. But I didn't realize the beauty space would be what it is now yeah like, I didn't realize it would turn into that and I do wish that I stayed consistent with that because honestly the way my YouTube started out it was an interview series mm -hmm. like I would just interview local people in New York that I found interesting and then I'm like I like beauty too and I like all these things like why do I have to fall into like why are One they trying thing. to marginalize yeah me? yeah yeah um, in my Kanye <laughs> voice so yeah. I feel like I was just doing what felt right. I didn't really have direction or strategy at the time. Also, looking back, I had people that I thought were cool and admired tell me like, oh, welcome back to my YouTube channel. Like they were making fun of me. And I wish I didn't listen to those people. Mm. And I mean, because I can really you can really do it all. Yeah. Like, just focus on one thing. Once you master that, then you can jump to another thing. But like. Now I look at it and I'm like, I'm doing get ready's with me to go DJ. Yeah. So they kind of go hand yeah. in hand in a yeah. way. So, but looking back, I also wish I continued with the interview series mm -hmm. because I interviewed the peas and carrots guys and they were working with Casey Veggies and I interviewed Lenny S. Oh, Give wow. me a really good interview about a and r because I had so many people that were reaching out to me like, how do I make a footprint in music mm -hmm. and you know all these people and I feel like they have all this knowledge like what do I do how do I go about it so I'm like okay let me tap into asking people that are masters at what they do mm -hmm. how they do it and yeah I wish I kind of continued that it's never too late well yeah it's never too late and I mean you still know these people you still can ask them I think that they would still pick up the phone and answer you you know and the conversation can be elevated because of what everyone has accomplished since then that is so true. Like looking back now that I'm telling the story to you, I'm like, man, I feel like I was there at the forefront of so many people that are huge now, mm -hmm. like megastar. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, I was kind of peaking at that time yeah. and I didn't even realize it. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing that I really admire about Britney is her professionalism. And I know this and I wanted to mention it because every time we would work together, Britney being a Virgo would always be like, are you a Virgo? I can tell because you're so organized. And to me, like, obviously admiring you for your work ethic, watching you on social media, even though that sounds a little crazy. Like, no, I, I mean, I like, not like fanboy. No, but you know not what at I all. Mean. We worked together and also like, it was your job at the yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I got to see a whole different kind of dynamic of Britney Sky. So it's different to be like, oh, I've seen her career, but now it's like, 
she's working with me and how is this going to be because not everyone is friendly and compatible or professional she comes in she's about her bag she's here to do what she needs to do I'm gonna um throw you under the bus and say she's late I knew you were gonna say that it's always gonna be late I gotta work on that I'm a work in progress people I was thinking because I just know that your sun sign is a Virgo but do you have any like Pisces or Libra rising or something to to make you late because Pisces and Libra is always late I have no idea, but I guess maybe because my mom doesn't know what time I was born, <laughs> I'm always late. All I know is that it was in the morning. In the morning. So, yeah. But yeah, that's something that I definitely need to work on. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because whenever I am on time, everyone else is late. Really? Yeah. So. That's your karma. That's how it gets paid forward. Now it's your turn to wait a little bit. We're all flawed, guys. Yes. That's one of my biggest flaws. Yes. I'm working on it. It's not the worst thing, but it's, it's just pretty bad. It's just consistent. So it's just a I was just making, you know, fun. But I kind of want to switch over into that entrepreneurship because the work that I was doing with you was not DJ work. It wasn't producing any music. It was completely different. You were hosting, you know, live festivals and a live sneaker shows. Like Which is crazy because before I got here, I got a record from someone to send over interviews and stuff that I've done and there's some that I've done like loosely in the past but I feel like you and your team really helped me unlock a new level especially during pandemic like Mm -hmm. that was a vulnerable time for everyone but like being patient and being willing to work with someone that didn't really have experience I'm like very very grateful for that of course definitely shout out Lee Chen because Lee Lee. is definitely he is the one yeah he's great both of you guys together yeah like yes it's so funny too because now I can see like post work and I know you guys knew each other before Mm -hmm. but like now I see the personalities and how they mesh, especially after looking at your TikTok. Oh, you guys have similar sense of humor. It's yeah. so funny. Well, shout out to Lee. He's so supportive. Shout out to Lee Chen. He's so supportive. Great at like also empowering his friends. So yeah. Yes. Great, yes. So. so to see you hosting and doing those things, like how do you get your jobs? Do you have a manager? Do you think about your strategy for the year? And how do you decide what opportunities are the opportunities? Okay. So I just actually hired a strategist like a okay. yeah, kind of business manager slash business strategist because I felt like I was doing things loosely mm-hmm. and when I sit and I look through all the things that I've done in my career I'm like it is all a blur but I want to be more intentional like okay I've worked with this brand I've worked with this brand I've worked here I've done this I've traveled to these places but what does that all really mean mm-hmm. so now I'm like I want to do things that pave the way for the next generation of creators or entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that girls that look like us want to do. But I think having a manager, as you can see, I am not on time. (laughs) Invoicing and handling like business endeavors so that I can focus on being creative and executing and working on my time management, Mm -hmm. et cetera, has helped me a lot. So what point in your career did you get a manager? I want to say when I left Hot 97, Ironically enough, shout out to Michelle Jimenez. I just saw her hustle behind the scenes. Like when the hosts are done with their shows, they want to go home. If they don't have to stay for meetings and Mm -hmm. stuff, they're out. She would hustle these people down like, no, 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 no. I need this from you. I need this from you now. It'll take two seconds. I feel like there's an art to that. Mm -hmm. She always got what she wanted, even if they were a little agitated because they wanted to go home. So, And then she had a background in nightlife. So I was like, okay, I'm starting to DJ. I didn't know what direction I wanted to take it, but I like her hustle. And literally I got with her toward the tail end of my Hot 97 run and it just went from there. 
So she did my first brand deal. I think it was with Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. It might have been through Complex. Oh, wow. Yeah. Probably. So we went to New Orleans and we did that. And the rest was really history. Was she pitching you as a DJ or was she pitching you as all the lanes? And like, I guess at what point did you start to be like, hmm, there's more than just, you know, this music opportunity that I'm interested in, in that process of the brand deals. I feel like it started out music focused. And then the more I started to do, like I started to put myself out there in the beauty space, then I would get those opportunities. Then she started to position me as a full on creator. Mm -hmm. So when like brand opportunities would come and I'd fulfill them, then she'd be like, okay, she's solidified this. She is now a beauty person Mm -hmm. that also DJs Mm -hmm. that also, you know, yeah. so yeah. What I really like about that is I will say sometimes I do think this way just because of the business, the world that you're in with social media and, and experiences and, you know, showing all these things you really think it looks easy or not easy instant than to hear that like no you're putting in the work you're doing all those things it's just a very good reminder even to hear with someone who is in the profession of social media yeah looking back it is kind of funny because I do get that question a lot or I, I will get like oh you just post on social media that's what you do for a living and I'm like I paid my dues like I help so many people along the way like that people don't know about like I've done the work so I might be coasting or I might have some off days where I can kind of chill and recharge but sometimes those days that I do work are like long hard days and it might be working for a brand or doing branded work or it might be my cousin mm-hmm. she showed me how to make oxtail. and I was like I want to make content out of this and wait she was minute. wait a minute wait a minute you're back to eating meat yeah, back to eating meat. Okay, but because... it's weird because Oxtail is... I'm Listen, I'm trying to be a girlfriend fiancé. Okay, white. me too, girl. So I'm trying me to cut too, up girl. in the kitchen for my future husband and children. Yes. But that was a process, and that's, like, something that takes a very long time to cook. And my cousin was only in town for two days. Mm-hmm. So the night she came, we seasoned it. We stayed up till, like, 2 a.m., and it took longer because we were recording. Mm-hmm. And then... The next day we went out, I'm trying to like entertain her, but she's also trying to teach me something and we're trying to record it. And even though it seems like, okay, this is something that's just like a passion, whatever, I do this for a living. Mm -hmm. So I'm sharing this and I'm going the extra mile to share with my audience, like what my lifestyle is and what I'm trying to do. So it's not always branded content. Sometimes it's that organic content too, that like takes time to make. Yeah, it is a job. Yeah. So So I also like to cook and Easter, I made oxtails and I used to record this and like try to make little TikToks. But like I was telling you when you first came here, the video content, it takes so long to do the setup, the lighting, everything. And capturing food content is like next level, next level. And I tap out because a few guys would hit me up in my DMs like, oh, what happened to like your cooking content? Like, Uh and I'm like, See, you and come you. over here and set it up. Oh, okay. if you want to know that part, like, and then you can clean the kitchen after. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm a cook. I'm I'm on my way to becoming one. Though. Yeah, like a good cook. You gotta so. you gotta feed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I thought about it, and I'm like, this really is a job. Like, mm-hmm. there's things that I do where I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready. Like, I gotta record it, mm-hmm. and I have to show my audience what I'm doing because I do get those questions a lot. That kind of pushed me into that lane too, fulfilling what my audience wants to see. Mm-hmm. Like oh my God, what makeup is that? Or what foundation is that? Or what do you put in your hair to make it look like this? So I'm like, okay, let me just kind of like feed the streets in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, let me just feed my audience and give them what they want. And also trying to navigate 
through that plus staying in music Mm -hmm. that's been like a rough journey really yeah like that has been something that's been really hard for me so let's talk about it why what makes it challenging because some days I'm like I want to be a beauty expert even though I'm not an expert I want to be a hairdresser some days. Some days I want to be a DJ. Some days I want to be an artist. Mm. Every day is different. It's kind of like playing dress up in a way. Mm -hmm. It's like today I want to dress up as. So that's been hard. But music is something that I am so passionate about. And sometimes I feel like that gets lost. Mm. Even with the way I post on social media. I don't always post my DJ work. Or I don't always post things around music. Like when I first started, I'd always get booked for like music festivals like go create content with American Express or this brand is specifically inviting you to Govball to DJ like I kind of got away from that mm-hmm. and I'm like I feel the most the, yeah. yeah yeah how do you see yourself getting back to that with the strategist <laughs> <laughs> um, having a strategy literally writing out like okay this is what I want to do this week mm-hmm. I can do it all I can break it up being more intentional like I said not just getting ready to go to an event but mm-hmm. getting ready to go to a DJ set yeah a lot of people want to see the chaos too and learning how to get out of my Virgo mind and be super authentic like my makeup station yeah looks nuts yeah. like yeah people want to see that you're a real person yeah so. I guess being intentional, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to do my hair with you guys and mm-hmm. then we're going to go to this music festival, like making the worlds mesh together. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. I think it's really important to try to always make sure that whatever it is that lights you up is present in your life. And sometimes that is like bigger ways, like through content and sometimes in smaller ways. I tried to do something like that for myself too this year as it relates to music because with my job not working in anything that was really music related Mm. this year hip-hop turns 50 50, and so I'm like if I was working in you know music programming I will have this whole rollout and all of this stuff that I wanted to do but the only content that I'm putting out right now are my affirmations or this so every month I do a affirmations episode based off of rap lyrics oh I love that so I'm just like you know like something small yeah something that that feels like it's fulfilling me and I do think it's awesome that you took that stuff to get the strategist to figure out a way to get back into that do you think that you would even just like not go by but just let us know what you're listening to week over week because as a DJ you must know about all the new songs I would love to hear like your top new songs so that is a thing that like I kind of want to do because I'm like I don't want it to always be about DJing even though like I probably DJ once a month Mm -hmm. summertime I'm really busy Mm -hmm. but like yeah for the most part I'm very selective with my opportunities one it's because I'm not trying to be burnt out in the club every night yeah two brands do pay more yeah yes um and three, like outside internationally or like out of the state or doing like friends events or whatever. Like I'm so open to that. I did my first wedding oh, last year. Shout out to Grace and Hampton. Yes. Nice. Never did a wedding before. The pressure was so thick because it's yeah. the biggest day of their yeah, life. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I'm in charge <laughs> of the soundtrack. Like yeah. those big moments also make it all worth it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I did my first benefit mm-hmm. recently. Never did that before. There was thousands of people there. Full circle moment. Full circle moment. Kendrick Lamar was on the bill. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Did you see him? Did you talk? Well, we didn't get to talk because they turned the room over. So oh, okay. I was in the cocktail hour. 
then they turned the room over for dinner and then they turned him back over for his performance. So he was already on stage. Yeah. But that was really, really cool. Yeah. That was at the Jacob Javits Center. Wow. So check off my bucket list. Wow. Yeah. That's hometown. Hometown. Yeah. Wow. So, that's so awesome, Brittany. Yeah. Thank you. And my mom was there. And my mom doesn't get to come to my DJ stuff. So wow. to share that moment with her was really cool. So. Yes. Like 10 years later. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Is it 10? 2013 yeah. 2012 I'm terrible <laughs> <laughs> I know how to count my money that's just awesome it just makes me feel good to hear it, it gave me like a new like I kind of hit a restart on DJing in a way mm -hmm. there's a lot of other things I want to do musically because I feel like I've been doing it for so long I'm ready to take things up a notch but as far as like other ways to stay in music like what I'm listening to I have a lot of friends that ask me to make playlists mm -hmm. and do you have a SoundCloud yeah. and all these things I think people would be receptive of it because you are multifaceted and you show a lot of who you are. Oh, and that actually makes me think, how do you balance what you want to share or how vulnerable you are with your audience? It's so hard for me to decide what I want to share and to be really vulnerable because I'm a Virgo and mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always going to be judged for whatever. Even having opinions on music or like, this is my favorite artist, but this song is trash. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always like, what if I see them? What if in the future I have an opportunity to work with them and they don't want to work with me? Like, I think about those things. Yeah. And I'm human. I'm not going to like everything. Just like people don't like everything that I do. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to learn how to balance that and yeah. be authentic because the biggest compliment I get, it's like you're cooler in person. Mm. Like, you're way cooler than you are online. And I think that's because I kind of have this mystique in a way. And yeah. And sometimes a little too cookie cutter so that part of it I'm kind of trying to balance mm -hmm. I always think of Beyonce and I'm like I admire her in so many ways mm -hmm. one she's a Virgo too one of the things I admire is how she can control her image and what's out there I feel like she puts her most authentic self in her music so I guess for me finding an outlet like that where mm -hmm. I can be like, okay, unapologetically, this is what it is and I don't have to answer or there's no repercussions because I'm literally making art about my life, yeah. you know? So yeah, that is something that I battle with. You didn't ask me for any advice, but I'm going to just lay it on you. Yes. I think that if you are an expert into something, mm -hmm. you're going to have an opinion about it. Like people are want to come to you because you have an opinion. You, yeah. You've worked hard at it. And I think especially with music, and I don't even know if this is what you want to be opinionated about or even fashion or just things of the arts. Like things are going to be cool and things are not going to be cool. People are going to put out cool projects and sometimes they're not. It doesn't mean that the person is, you know, whacked or exactly any less than. It's just art. It's not always going to resonate with everyone and that's okay. Like people aren't going to unfollow you. And that makes so much sense. And I try to remind myself of that. Like, okay. My opinion or whoever's opinion of whatever mm -hmm. is not the end all. Like, literally, I could dislike something and you could love it. Right. Like, it's an opinion at the end of the day. Right. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. So something I learned in life coaching. But yeah. yes. Oh, I have a life coach. I love life coaching. So I'm really curious about this because you do work in beauty. You do work in social media. And there are people who speak out about not getting opportunities because of colorism or racism or even just some microaggressions. Do you experience those things? And how do you navigate them if you do come across them? 
I have experienced those things. The ways I experience them are very unique. It'll be like, oh my gosh, like, how come you're not like every other black girl? And I'm like, what is every other black girl? Yeah, like, what's that mean? It's like backhanded compliments. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't speak like every other black girl. You don't dress or look or whatever. Mm -hmm. Before, I was a little bit silent because I didn't fully understand it when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just be like, huh? That maybe you should get out more. Yeah. Like, we come in all different shades, right. colors tones like mm -hmm. whatever it is you think that makes me special there's millions of yeah, people that so look like me that mm -hmm. yeah so I've dealt with that a lot that whole token black girl thing is yeah. like but then it's also like made me uncomfortable in a way because I'll look around and I'll be like how come I'm the only one that looks like this mm -hmm. like but there's so many of you guys that yeah I yeah I struggle a lot with feeling like the lonely only and sometimes it just kind of like it is what it is. But then there's other times where I'm like, there's really no one else here. And if they are here, they're not sitting at the table with everyone. They're like putting food on my table, yeah. you know, and it is uncomfortable. And I don't think a lot of times we address it. I think we all just kind of get so used to being the only black girl here. I'm the only one doing that. And like you just kind of but it go with be, it. Yeah. It's almost like we normalized it at one point. Yeah. But now I'm like, OK, I'm here for a reason, obviously there's power in who I am and they have me a part of this campaign or on this trip or mm -hmm. on this set for a reason so like I need to use my voice mm -hmm. because I need people to know that there are other people out there that are just as deserving of a chance yeah. so I would say probably that I want to say probably more sexist than anything yeah especially with the music stuff yeah. because it's still predominantly male dominated but now there's so many more women that work in music and we're in like suits or like executive roles so mm -hmm. times have changed but I dealt with the sexist part a lot in the beginning so and sometimes I still yeah do. have to navigate that yeah have you ever reported anything no but looking back I'm like there's probably some things that I could have reported yeah. So where yeah. I could have been like, okay, I've been uncomfortable in this position or, oh, this person made me feel less than. Yeah. Yeah. One time when I was working in uh, TV, there was a party and at the end of the party, someone kissed me on my mouth, What? like grabbed my head and kissed me on the mouth. And I had on the heroin lipstick, you know, remember oh, that, yes, was that purple? back in the day. <laughs> That's so funny. Honestly, after that, I was a little like traumatized with even wearing that lipstick. I'm like, whoa, like, was it the lipstick? Because that's also a thing that I'm working through, like with therapy, because I put out a lot of effort to do good and be my best mm -hmm. and be respectful. And, you know, then if something wrong happens, oh, I, I made the wrong choice. Or you, you blame it yeah, on yourself. I put it on me. Um, yeah. But I've gotten to the root of why I thought that way. And so now it's just like reparenting in those moments. What makes you feel supported as a black woman in your field? I would say, one, having other black women champion me and other black women such as yourself. Mm -hmm. I would say feeling like I'm included in things. So like you can kind of tell a lot about a brand and what they've done. Like brand inclusivity is so real. And I feel like these brands are hiring people to just work on that and like younger people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's also been in the back of my mind as to why I'm like, OK, I do need to be. I don't want to say conservative with what I post, but be mindful of the type of content I'm posting. Because when I first started, my audience was a lot of young girls, mm -hmm. especially when that video took off. It was like, oh, my God, you look like me. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't have to conform to this. Mm -hmm. And like, you're a sneaker girl. You wore sneakers in the video. Mm -hmm. And like all of those things, like I'm like, wow, like I still have an audience of girls that come up to me that are like, you made me feel so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I think about those things and I feel like 
younger girls also have made me feel like, okay, as a person of color, I'm on the right track. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing. Like, so, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you overcame in your career would it be like thinking too much or like being in your head too much definitely overthinking 100% I'm still working through that it's really hard because like when I talk to my friends or I like I get advice from my friends they'll be like you drive yourself insane for no reason like mm-hmm. it's just yes or no mm-hmm. and when I talk to my therapist she's like you made it this far in life like mm-hmm. you're either gonna sink or swim and if you if you sink you learn from it and you just yeah. keep going would you do anything differently I would get out of my head and I would like do what feels right. I still do it to this day. I'll ask my friends for advice Mm -hmm. and I'll ask other people for advice. And I have a friend that's always like, why are you asking people that haven't done half of what you've done for advice? At this point in my career where I'm at now, I'm like, it's all coming full circle Mm because betting on myself is what got me to where I'm at. Yeah. So now I'm looking to I guess, transition in a way, but also rebrand. And I'm like, okay, I have to do that again. Now I'm doing it with more eyes on me, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, that's how I got here. Like when I think about social media and all these things that I want to do now, I'm like, I started social media being myself. Mm -hmm. Like I was out and about, I was the girl that had a good time and like people fell in love with my energy. And then I got in my head and I got into this world Mm -hmm. and started to overthink everything. But what got me popping is... Me being me. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm excited to see how you are more mindful of that in the future. And I'm just a Virgo rising, but a lot of that resonates with me because I do overthink and I feel like there's a lot at stake for me. I'm also the first person in my family who's in this media industry. My little sister's doing it now, but I don't really have a lot of people that I can look up to to help me navigate these spaces. Or my friends, they're all like married with kids. And when I talk to my family, that's all that they really talk to me about a lot too. Just like, when are you going to have kids? When are you gonna? Yeah, and I'm like, it's hard to date as a black woman in LA. Oh I my would, God, it's so hard. I want to date a black man and, and there's nothing wrong with dating outside of your race. But for me, because... I often feel and go through being like the only black person. I want to come home to someone who can be like, oh, babe, I get it. And I had to do a lot of adjusting for myself because I am conceited. And I'm like, (laughs) no one is talking to me. Like, yeah, this sometimes makes you question yourself in a way like. Am I the problem? Yeah, but, yeah. Like, and which I don't need to be doing. I don't need to keep asking myself, like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? So hearing you talk about all of that, here's here's my full circle. Being authentic, it's just I'm keeping all of that in mind for my own transition. Yeah. And I was telling myself before my biggest thing was I don't want to turn 35 and be single in L.A. But now that I'm unemployed and I have one year where that like this deadline that I gave myself, I'm like, OK, well, that's moving because I don't want to do anything if I don't know what I want to do, like with my career. Like right. I have to have a career. I have to have something that's fulfilling me because a man is not going to come and fulfill me. Right. You know, like, and I think that's does. so important because like even now, like women like I said we're not just like stay-at-home moms Mm -hmm. or like stay-at-home girlfriends even though that does exist on TikTok more power to them I know um I think for us like I feel like when you're natural go-getters it's like there's no sitting down I feel like even if you were to have a kid tomorrow you'd still want to get up and feel like you're doing something Mm -hmm. that's like you have a purpose outside of your kid yeah because then that's how you sometimes lose yourself too Mm -hmm. like people have hobbies that are stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home girlfriends but like I feel like 
working in the workspace, we're used to that fast yeah. pace, like high energy. So yeah I, yeah, I totally see that. And I feel the same way. I'm like, I want someone that gets it. Dating in this space has been very interesting. But I do think one of the things that is the hardest part to go back to speaking about transitioning is for you, I'm sure it's like, I worked in corporate and now I'm kind of wanting to be an entrepreneur, like making that transition. I don't know if you care what other people think, mm -hmm. but for me, it's like, okay, she DJs and now she wants to do this or now she wants to make music or mm -hmm. now she wants to, it's like stepping into a new territory and it's freaking intimidating. Yeah, I am nervous about it. I mean, a lot of the stuff that people like on my Instagram or even like TikTok, I'm like silly. On Instagram, people love for me to be a hot girl. Like they love when I'm in a bathing suit. They love seeing me in the gym and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, do you want to hear me talking about my affirmations? Do you want to hear me yeah. talking about careers? But I feel like just doing what makes you happy. Maybe that's a Virgo rising. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, most people don't have that access to a full on production. Mm -hmm. So like the content of you being a hot girl or showing like, okay, I work out and I work for this body or I work to get to this point. Like mm -hmm. that shows like, oh my God, that's relatable content. Or, mm -hmm. oh my God, I deal with these like microaggressions in the corporate space. Or like, I don't know how to navigate through this. Like you can tell your point of view firsthand, mm -hmm. your testimony. So I feel like those things are important because like sometimes like there was some girl that came up on my For You page and she was talking about like when you walk into a room, you should always smile. Mm -hmm. And even if it, things don't go the way you want it to, just smile. Yeah. Because you can't control how people are with you, but you can control how you react. Like those are the type of things that show up on my For You page sometimes. Affirmations too. Mm -hmm. Like So I feel like there's an audience for everything. Looking back on your career, what's an affirmation that represents your experience? Okay, so one of the things that I always say is I'm always doing the best that I can. Mm -hmm. Or whatever Mariah said, I'm going to do the best I can Came with what, what I, I got. got. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like that is something that I say all the time. And then I would say right now, mm -hmm. like in the past month, I feel like I've gained a whole new confidence. Mm -hmm. And just remembering like, damn, I'm that girl. Like, yes. And that comes from one, my cousin came into town and she's like, the way people receive you, you don't see it that way because you're you. But like you've been doing this a long time because mm -hmm. like what happened was we went to a concert. I didn't want to watch it from the stage. I wanted to watch it from front of house. Yeah. So I saw someone that I knew and I was like, hey, is there somewhere else that like we can watch it? And he was like, yeah, I got you. Come with me. So one of my other friends was like, yo, you got the juice. And in my head, I'm like, I've been knowing this man for years, but yeah. people don't know. Who yeah. You know. Yeah. So my cousin was like, why is that a surprise to him? I'm like, well, he doesn't know me as well as you do. Yeah. So. It kind of made me affirm to myself, like, maybe I am that girl. Yes. Like, yeah, like, I just Definitely. need to put that. I feel like when you're confident or you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing or I got this or, like, this is going to go the way I envision it to go because mm -hmm. I know who I am you go so much further. Yeah, no, definitely you're that girl. Brittany, what would you say is next for you? Because I don't want to say you've done it all or that you do it all, but you have all these lanes that you, you know, can easily drive across. It's so funny. Done, done it all. Dun, dun. That just yes. came into my head. Oh, rest in peace, Shadi Lowe. <laughs> what was I going to say? I think I could do a lot more. I definitely want to put out product. That okay. is something that I feel like I should have done but you know what timing might be more on my side because now I know what it is to be on the consumer side I know what it is to sell it mm -hmm. I know how to market it mm -hmm. all those things so that is something that is on the horizon what Ooh. else would I say music more music like I said I want people to look at me and be like oh she's a music girl you mm -hmm. know so whether it's in hosting or 
and making original music. Yeah, like, producing music. I, yeah, well, so I started taking vocal lessons again. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, whatever happens, happens. I feel like, one, I realize I have a voice. I just don't know how to use it all mm -hmm, the time. Mm -hmm. Hosting with you guys also kind of showed me how to speak with inflection. When I'm reciting things or just like intros and outros and all those things, like vocal lessons can help you with that. Mm -hmm. So unlocking those parts of myself that kind of been dormant over the years and really being unapologetic with it is something that I'm looking to do. Like I'm all about, I guess, I don't know if you're at this point too, you talk about a lot of self-work that you've done. Mm -hmm. I'm at the point where I'm like, I kind of want to do what's best for me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to grow as a person in purpose and how I can help others, how I can help myself to be the best version for family, friends, and people that I work with. And I would say like not trying to take full control of every part of my life, just kind of like going with the flow. Like yeah. that is something that I'm looking forward to in my next chapter, at least. Yeah. I think that you deserve that. Yeah. You've really had a lot to figure out on the spot, you know, yeah. for people, even myself, if I say like, oh, I want to transition into being an entrepreneur or do it in a social way, you know, through social media, I can listen to this podcast and listen to some of the things that you did and the things that you had to learn while you well, were doing it. I feel like you're doing it, it now, though. Well, no, but... Okay, maybe no, no, not no, example, you are doing yes, it now, yes. though. Yeah, and, like, starting something new. Like, I feel like that's so important. Like, for for me, that's why I'm so, like, grateful, and I probably never told you that. Like, I'm really appreciative of your patience, and, like, you were so nice. Like, even the first drop that we did, I think it was the elf drop. I'm mm -hmm. like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm mm -hmm. like, how do I do this, whatever, and you were so patient and kind, and, like, now I have that under my belt because mm -hmm. I had someone that believed in me because I could have easily tried it. And you could have been not the nicest person or not as patient or been like, OK, we need experienced talent. Mm -hmm. And now I wouldn't have that under my belt. Now I have hosting under my belt thanks yeah. to someone like you. So yes. I feel like starting something new excites me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even with this new journey that you're on, like mm -hmm. this should be so exciting for you because it's like, you're gonna only get better. Yeah, I am. I am excited. I'm also excited to take a chance on myself. I used to do commercials. And See, I, I never like, knew that. Yes, I was in national campaigns and I was the lead in my high school musical. So what do you need things. to figure out? I think, I, I, I guess, I'll be honest. I wish I took more advantage of doing this a few years ago and not it being like now I'm unemployed you know because yeah. it's like I did save a lot of money I do have money that's saved up if I decide to just take a whole year off and not work but I don't want to spend my savings because I wanted to get an investment property so I get kind of caught up on on that and I'm like oh that's scarcity mindset like money comes money goes but it's just like I know that there is work and I'm ready to do the work I know I have the tools I believe in myself but I'm also like I have to be realistic with the time that it takes and then I don't want to get into a position where I make a a decision where I feel desperate because I'm like okay I I need to make money again you know and you so, want to be happy yeah yeah I want to be happy so that's like that's my only thing but I'm trying not to get into my head because this is the time yep. and who knows what can happen so I feel like that happens to me where I think too I'm like damn what if I just continued with this like I put out a song a couple of years ago and I'm like if I just continued I'd be so much better than I was then mm -hmm. or if I just put in that work and continued with vocal lessons or whatever it is I was doing and like really hung around people. That's all they care about. They're like studio rats, whatever. I would be so much further, but it's like, 
that time has already passed. Mm-hmm. It's like what you're going to do right now is mm-hmm. all that matters. Yeah. Like uh, you can't worry about the past. Right. You can't worry about the future. You just have to worry about the now. So yeah. I feel like the biggest thing that I would tell you and I have to tell myself because work in progress is consistency. Mm-hmm. As long as you're consistent with something, it doesn't matter how good you are in the beginning. You'll get better with time. Like you'll always see the reward on the other side. I think maybe getting out there, like doing this is like great for like. Yeah, yeah, putting myself out there because people are going to hit me up for jobs to do the production work and like I'm still cool with that. I like to do those things. Yeah. But I don't want those to be only the opportunities. But see, I feel like that, like I said, that will go far, especially if you're sharing it. I feel like if you do it, you stay active with it anything could happen yeah yeah so that's what I'm doing that's my plan and thank you for being a part of it because I definitely was nervous not about talking to you because I find you to be easy to talk to Mm -hmm. I mean I always wanted to be your friend you always seem to be like oh this is somebody who seems like my friend so I always had that that, like I'm like ah and then getting to work with you I just felt like you would be friendly energy and be easy to connect with you that's what I'm trying to say well that makes me happy because I thought you would be intimidating to talk to a little bit really only because you have this background like you have this producer background and then you were once my boss so it's very different you know being on okay so I feel like there's that but it does make me happy because I feel like people can't read my energy Mm -hmm. and I'm working on that Mm -hmm. like when once they start talking to me they realize I'm a nice person Mm -hmm. and I want to be like the girl next door I want to be like I am your friend like anything you need help with like let me know and I'm telling you this um but yeah for the most part I do get that sometimes so I'm like damn I'm so glad that you see me as someone that's like easy to get along with yeah definitely before we go was there any last thing that you would like to say to the listeners I would say like if there's something you love really put all your energy into that and put it out there like you'll never know if you don't take risk and that's something that I'm relearning I took risks when I was younger and didn't realize that it would take me or get me to where I'm at now. But now I have to relearn to do that. And you just never know what's on the other side. Like you might be standing in the way of something like the biggest blessing ever. So I would say that and just bet on yourself. Like people are going to have opinions, like follow your heart. As cliche as that sounds, like that is my biggest regret. Not always following my heart and be kind to yourself it's a life journey so at that time when you were not following your heart that wasn't the time you're supposed to now's the time when you're yeah you to, can start you whenever know? to people that are like in their 40s or 50s like they're finding success like mm-hmm. I, have you seen that meme where it's like this person started at this age mm-hmm. this person, yes. yeah like that is so real I don't know we're both spiritual so I'm like it's already written yes so yes do what you can and get out of your head that's why the name of the show is called what's mine is mine because uh, it's already written yeah. what's mine is mine nothing can stop me from getting there no one could Fuck your blessings exactly what's meant black- for you is always mm-hmm. gonna be yours I love that yes what's mine is mine well on that note mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that was a great way yes. to close it out thank you so much I hope you enjoyed your conversation with me and listeners I hope that you enjoyed tuning in Yes, until next time. Bye. Bye.